everyone. Happy, happy Monday. Because I was not able to upload on Sunday. If you're um, on my Instagram, you know why. There were some technical difficulties, which I don't really want to get into. But... (laughs) We are here, period. Cannot stop me from talking, honey. So, <laughs> um, I hope even though, you know, it's Monday, I hope you're able to relax when you get into this like it's a Sunday. I hope that you are in your PJs. I hope that, you know, you have your healing drink with you, whether it's coffee. I um, Even though I don't really know who unwinds. <laughs> with a cup of coffee at the end of the day but hey listen I'm not knocking nobody um or you got some tea or you got your wine and your mimosa you know or you know you got some good old water like me and you know what let's pause for the cause and you know take a little sippy sip and um yeah just drink decompress relax and wind down if this is your first time here hello go and get a drink if you don't got one (laughs) a drink of your choice pause it i'll still be here i'll wait if um yeah if it's your first time here and you don't know who i am hello i am nicole hills i am um a healer spiritual dealer all around inner child fixer (laughs) I got some knowledge, you know, on spirituality, on healing, and I choose to focus on specifically inner child healing because to me, childhood is just the most important space in our lifetime. You know, it holds all the secrets, you know, that makes us tick. It's our library of things, you know, and I just feel like we can examine childhood. I know, not even, I just feel like, I know we can examine childhood and find out what is hurting us in the present and why. You know, by examining your childhood, by examining how you grew up, by examining how you were as a child, which we'll get into in this episode, I'm really excited because this episode is extra juicy It's extra scrumptious and we really get into it. We get into something I've been wanting to get into for a hot minute. (laughs) But before we get into that, um, yeah, childhood is really, really, really important when it comes to who we are as a person, you know, at any stage in our lives. And I feel like, and I know like (laughs) if we... When we look back and observe childhood, we can find out exactly what is affecting us today and how to fix it. And not only that, but it just brings us closer to ourselves, a part of ourselves that we've been neglecting and that we've been disconnected from for a long time. And that unfortunately we've been made to fear, So uh, this is why I love this work because it gets people back integrated into themselves. And if we had more of that, I just believe the world would be just a, a way better place, a more empathetic place, a more compassionate place with people 
who are able to care more about others because they're able to care more about themselves. Period. Mic drop. And we only in like the first two minutes of the episode. Period. So if you're new, aren't you happy you came? And if you're new, I'm happy you staying. Because like, how can you not stay after that? <laughs> if, you know, you've been here before. Hey, what's up? Thank you for coming again. Um, I appreciate you. Speaking of that, let me tell y'all while I'm extra, why I'm extra, extra, extra happy and excited about this podcast. So I'm like, you know, lollygagging, dilly-dallying on, you know, the website Anchor to go to like start a new episode. And it was on a page on the um the page of my last episode titled um How to Connect with Your Inner Child Part 2. And I see like it's it shows you the number of plays. So I see five plays. I was like, "Oh, Whoa, the last time I checked, it has zero. And that was like on the day that I uploaded it. I didn't have um, the page open, you know, until um, now. So then I go to like see the overall plays. And last time it was at um, like four for the podcast. Y'all, now it's at 12. Uh, (laughs) I'm just like... You know, like, you start these new endeavors (laughs) and it's like, you know, like this stuff is going to happen. You know, like, you know, people are going to listen. You know, the numbers is going to rise. You know, you know, people will eventually listen to you. But like when it happens and when you see it in real time, it just hits you different, especially especially yo if you're listening on a podcast right now and you have the option of watching it on YouTube I would highly suggest it because I'm very expressive (laughs) and I think you'll be fairly entertained by my expressions but yo listen especially this hits different when coming from like (laughs) A childhood where I was told, not gonna lie, to literally shut up a lot in my face. (laughs) And not even for like being goofy, which is still like child stuff. And it still makes no sense to tell a child to shut up. But like, literally just for like wanting to talk. You know, I'm just like, yo, why y'all so quiet? Like, let's talk about something. Gosh, (laughs) not that I don't like silence. I love like a, you know, a healthy silence. But it's just like, dang, y'all don't want to talk about nothing. Y'all don't want to laugh. God. (laughs) So like, I guess to all my listeners, my inner child, thanks you very, 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 very much. And she's so excited that y'all are here right now listening to her talk. And best believe is not one-sided. Like, y'all are my co-hosts. Every time y'all say something, you know, in reply to what I say, whether you pause it or not or whatever, even if it's just like, oh, wow. You know, like, period. Period. You my co-host now, you know? (laughs) We are in this together. So thank y'all for being my (laughs) co-host. Even if you're new, you're an honorary co-host, period. 
So <sighs> I just had to get that out. I'm not excited for that. Um, that's crazy. Isn't that crazy? I just have to, I, I just have to stay on this once, one time, like one re- one remark. Can you just like imagine, and this is why inner child healing is so important because like you'll notice the connecting lines as a child who was told to shut up. Now I talk and write for a living. Like that's two modes of communication. (laughs) And might I say, I'm so happy that I never listened. (laughs) I'm so happy. Yo, and this is why my inner child, my childhood self is a warrior because best believe I got a lot of flack for not listening, honey. But I'm so happy that I never listened. I'm so happy that I stayed true to myself. And I'm so happy that all of that fighting and rebellion bred the person that I am today. And aren't you happy that it bred the person that you hear today? Period. Shout out. Shout out to all of our childhood warriors, our inner child warriors, because they put up with some stuff, honey. Child, child, child. So in this video, in this episode, we're going to get into exactly what is an inner child. And I feel like I did it this way rather than starting with the what is and then getting into how to connect, which in how to connect, I got into who is an inner child, um, I think. But I flip flop like that because I feel like everyone pretty much knows, you know, like it's pretty self-explanatory. It's in the name inner child you know it's like it's your inner child and the hot button that every I see everyone like asking under like all the spiritualists um comments and stuff like how do I connect with my inner child how do I connect with my inner child you know people have asked me that have dm me about it so I just wanted to answer that burning question in two parts (laughs) and um Yeah, just answer that burning question so that, and just get it out the way. Cause like this one, like I said, it's it's real scrumptious and I really want to get into it. But before we do that, ways to support me as a creator, as your favorite creator, honey. Yes, yes. (laughs) I am claiming that title. Um, Like I say, and like, yeah, like I say in the episodes, this work... It's free to y'all, but it ain't free to me. Not only does my equipment, you know, cost money, um, it's also an energetic tax. You know, spiritual work in general, it takes a lot of energy. You know, it takes a lot of energy, like behind the scenes that y'all don't even know about. It takes a lot of meditation. You know, it takes a lot of staying present and being present in order to have downloads, you know, in order to receive this sort of information. Um, It takes a lot of talking, you know, with spirit, talking with God, talking with um, your guides and your ancestors. It takes, yo, especially healing work, being a healer, you'll be surprised how much I cry, honey. (laughs) Which is healthy, but like, yo, sometimes I really be going through it and I go through it because not only is it beneficial for me, but 
I'm constantly thinking about what other people need, not in like an unhealthy way, but I'm constantly observing, you know, how people are operating, you know, I'm constantly observing the energy they on a day-to-day basis of like what it feels like. I'm observing what people are saying and like what people are complaining about, which there's nothing wrong with complaining. I just told a friend that recently, like, yo, complaining um, is just like, let me put it like this, like venting, that's just like a better word for complaining. You know, like complaining is like seen as like immature, blah, blah, blah. Venting is seen as like, oh, I just need a release. I got to le- release this aggression. And, you know, it's kind of like a more aggressive word, but venting and complaining are literally the same thing. So don't let anyone make you feel bad for complaining or venting whichever word you want to cake it up as child but yeah I'm constantly observing what other people what the collective are needing you know naturally you know because that's my job as a healer and so you know that just takes a lot of behind the scenes work so in order to compensate me because you know you appreciate me so much you love me so much you love my work and my content so much you know i'm gonna just drop it in there cash app dollar sign and one period <laughs> um another monetary way um that you can also support me as a creator is by subscribing to my patreon not only can you support me every month for $4.44, you can also get um, additional treats and rewards <laughs> um, in the form of writings where, you know, I write on there about healing. I have um, inner child journal prompts. Um, I have an audio on there. And uh, yeah, you can get more of this healing work and this healing content. Um, another way to support me is, you know, by following me on other socials, whichever social that you pick that you're more so active on. Um, I'm on everything except for Facebook, child. I, I, I can't with Facebook. I just cannot. I, I am not 14 and I'm not, you know, 40. So I just can't with Facebook. No shade to people in those in-between ages (laughs) that I just dragged, but I just can't with Facebook, child. But I am on Instagram, yeah. And on Instagram, I have a very aesthetically pleasing feed, you know. Right now, I'm on the color purple. So, you know, if you like purple, if you if you want to at least if you want to scroll down and see, you know, how pretty it looks, you know, flowing into each color. I last time I was blue, then that time I was pink. It, it's real cute on there, but also, you know, you could keep up with me. Um I post um frequently on Instagram. You can check my story, see what I'm up to. Um and also I announce my Patreon releases. I announce, you know, the podcast releases. Um Nicole dot heels instead of Nicole Heels on everything else because somebody is holding my username hostage who ain't posted since like 2016. So I guess I should say. Another way, you know, to compensate me, go and report that page. (laughs) I'm 
so silly. I'm dumb. But anyways, um, yeah, follow me on TikTok at Nicole Heels if you know you wanna get this healing content and this healing work in smaller bites. I also post affirmations on there quite frequently. So, you know, if you wanna get more of your healing life, definitely check that out. Follow me on Twitter to also keep up with me. I also make great threads on there. Yay, and now that we got that out the way. Drink break. If you still ain't got your drink, go get it. Because we staying hydrated out here, okay? <laughs> now, wherever you're listening to this on, if you're watching this, wherever you're listening to this on, you know, clink, clink to the camera. Clink, clink to the screen. Clink, clink. <laughs> and say it with me. One, two, three. Clink, clink. <laughs> All right. So, what is an inner child? I feel like in this episode, I want to differentiate between the who and the what because the who and what are two different things. You know, one is a concept, which is the what. And on the other hand, the who specifies to you and who you are specifically and who you actually were as a child, you know? So your inner child is who you were as a child. It's how you acted and behaved. And it's how you thought of the world and thought of yourself and thought of others. You know, it's the reality that you concocted for yourself, you know? And it's your personality, essentially, your hopes, your dreams, your interests. And it's essentially, when you think about it, you know, your core being. It's exactly who you were before all the crap. (laughs) Before you were made to feel ashamed. And before you were made to feel shame for that very first time, because like when you think about it, this is why childhood is such a sensitive time and it tells us so much about ourselves. And it's why pain lingers from that time with us. Because when you think about it, we encounter a lot of firsts in childhood. The first time we ever experienced shame The first time we ever experienced insecurity, the first time we were ever yelled at, the first time we were ever hit, the first time we ever, all of these things that we're so used to now that we take for granted, the first time we were ever disrespected, you know, the first time we were ever treated as less than human, You know, and I'll get into that later. But, you know, the first time we were taught to change ourselves and fix ourselves up for other people, you know, change ourselves for the likingness of other people, for the approval of other people. Yeah. So that's why childhood is so potent with so much and it's so important in itself because it holds so much it holds so much of the pain but also it holds so much of the first 
you know, senses of joy, the first senses of excitement, you know, it holds our core interests. And that's what an inner child is. It's your core self, everything that is genuine about you. Because in your childhood, it holds all of those things that held and satisfied your genuine curiosity. It is all the first times that you genuinely got excited about something. No one had to tell you to get excited about it. You just saw it from across the room, got intrigued, got excited, like as you walked um, closer and closer to it, finally got it and just like had it, (laughs) you know, the excitement from that. Nobody told you you had to do that. Nobody told you to go, that you had to go pick up. Well, yeah, they did because (laughs) that's how we learn, you know, like how to communicate and learning, um, not even English, but language, but nobody told you the specific genre, you know, that you got enamored by that became your favorite genre. Nobody told you about that. Nobody told you about, you know, your favorite, like, toy that formed into your favorite animal species that formed into, you know, like, your work as, like, I don't know, what do they call them? An archaeologist? I hope that's right. (laughs) Or um, as, like, a studier of animals, you know? Nobody told you about that. You just became purely enamored. Nobody told you about makeup. You just started playing in it. Nobody told you about hair. You just started wanting to like brush your mother's hair, do her hair, play in it, do your friend's hair. You were probably that person that everybody went to to go get some braids (laughs) during school and came home looking totally different from when they left, you know? That's what our inner child, our childhood, excuse me, houses. And that's what our inner child houses. So that's essentially what an inner child is. You know, it's the you that had pure joy for all of the wonders of the world that, you know, kept you in wonder, you know, kept you in um, curiosity. It's the you that was felt pure joy for you know the movies that you like tv shows that you like the books that you like the worms and the (laughs) all the bugs and the butterflies and the moths um and the rides at the amusement park and the mud pies you know it houses your imagination and that's something that is so very personal and intricate to us and Unfortunately, along the way, we lose it, you know? And I say this like every episode so many times, but that's why I do what I do. Because we deserve to have that as we go through life. It makes life so fun. It makes life so fun. Having an imagination, you know? Not being afraid 
and even thinking to like, you know, start, you know, walking with a little skipping and step because you excited to start the day. You know how that used to feel as a child. I started feeling that again after being like literally depressed for years And like, I almost cried because like, wow, I was like, I forgot what this feels like to literally be excited that I woke up today. Yeah. And saying that out loud for a bunch of people that I just cringed at. But like, it's real. When I was younger, I used to literally wake up and say, yay. Then, like, that changed, child. And if you resonate with if you resonated with that, period. We deserve to get back to that. Because we are entitled to that. This world makes it makes you think that we're not entitled to be happy. Like there will be people that will argue with you about how happiness and maturity cannot coexist. You know, that all you need to be happy when you're an adult is a stiff drink (laughs) at the end of the day. Like, hello, no. Life is so much more than that. Personally, I need a game like a twister or something. I need a game every once in a while. I need a laugh every once in a while. And there's nothing wrong with that. I need some imagination. I need I need to spice life up. Because living with people like that in this world, it makes it so, it like, it's annoying. It makes it so, like, lackluster. <sighs> so, yeah, I need, I need Twister. I need to skip every once in a while. I need to laugh very loudly. Yup. <laughs> I need to scream sometimes. I need a game. I want to play tag. Yup. I want to play freeze tag. Yup. At my big age. Like literally right now. And like, what about it? <laughs> Anyways, child. Let me not get into that. But <laughs> anyways. Yeah, it's your an inner child and inner child is the you that had pure joy and excitement and curiosity fueling your genuine interests at a time where you could just have interests and you didn't feel like you had to do something with them. You didn't feel like you had to explain them to another person for their approval. You didn't feel like you had to defend them against anyone or anything and you didn't feel like you had to turn them into a hobby to make money into a side hustle yo into a business like I promise if you like knitting if you like crocheting I promise you could just keep it to yourself and you don't have to like start an Etsy shop if you don't want to (laughs) Like, if you just like it and you just want to sit in a chair and just do it, like, by the end of the day, it helps you decompress. You know, it's meditative. You know, we have things like drawing, which can be meditative. You know, meditation doesn't only have to look one way. It's just intensely focusing on something and being able to just focus on that and be in the present moment. So, 
if you like drawing for you and you only, I promise you can keep it to yourself. I promise you don't have to like externalize it. You don't have to show it to the world. You don't have to present it to the world. You know, everybody doesn't need to know everything that you like and everything that you're doing. And along the way from childhood to adulthood or even teenagehood, we learn that, you know, that we have to externalize things. We got to let somebody know everything we're doing at every like stage of every life of everything. (laughs) And I'm here to tell you, you don't have to do that no more, yo. Some things can just stay sacred between you and you. Just like we were a child with certain things. You know, you can just enjoy them and be in your own little world with them. (sighs) Before life got all complicated, yo. And if you notice in my mentioning of like your core self, I mention a lot about feeling. Feeling genuine joy, feeling excitement, feeling passion. You know, feeling curiosity, being in your imagination, which requires, you know, a lot of feeling. Feeling genuine interest and happiness and appreciation for this thing that exists and you get to do it. You know, pure, pure excitement. And the reason why I mention a lot of feeling is because that is a big part of the inner child. Feeling. Because when we're children, we feel a lot a lot. We are such feelers and we feel in a really big way because we're so connected to ourselves and our emotions that we will go straight into our bag. We will go straight into our bag. No hesitation, no regrets, and no fear of what's in the bag. And that's why we have no hesitation. And the bag will have no compartments. It'll just be a whole like black hole and we'll just get into it. You know, we'll have, we'll just start crying. We'll have tantrums and we won't care who is looking because you gonna know what we feeling because we feeling something big inside and we need help with it. You know, somebody got to know and we don't care. Now, you know, we don't even go in the bag. We we try to peek into it a little bit, you know. <laughs> we try to straddle the um bag strap a little bit, you know. We trying to um hang off the the um the clasp that holds it together. <laughs> Cuz we're so scared of our feelings. How you think we got here, y'all? How do you think we got here? I'll I'll, I'll definitely let you know. And it involves dragging the parental units, which I love doing so dearly, <laughs> which I feel is my duty. Nah, let me stop. Um, I'll let you know in like a objective way, because I do like to stay objective because like people, <sighs> shame is a big, it's a big way to control someone. That's why it hurts so much. And that's why a lot of people use it. And I know, like, if you encounter shame, it can be a catalyst, but not always. It's not the best way to go about things. And I know, you know, parents may listen to this 
And I want them to feel welcome. And I want them to feel welcome to admit the ways that they've been wrong and admit it in a way that feels welcoming, you know? They welcome the emotion. They welcome the realization. So let's get into it. (laughs) We feel and we know what's going on um, within us because we're so connected to self, but we just don't have the language yet or the knowledge of how to communicate that yet, how to communicate our inner world to this bigger outer world. And so the inner child is the emotional body. It's our emotional body. And the time when you were a child marks the time when you were able to communicate your emotions. This means crying, whining, complaining, and screaming to communicate your sadness, communicate your anger, communicate when you felt, you know, in danger, when you felt fear and scared, you know? But it's also when you felt pure happiness, you know, pure excitement, pure joy. And you felt them entirely. That's why feeling is such a big part because as children, we haven't been taught yet how to push our feelings to the side. We haven't been taught yet how to deal with our feelings, you know, and ultimately that's our parents' job to help us figure out our own feelings because we feel them. We've always that like that's part of being human. We've always been a feel first, think after, you know, type of I guess species. I don't know, child. <laughs> but that's what we do. We feel first and then we think afterwards. And unfortunately, when it comes to childhood and it comes to the mistake that a lot of our parents make with thinking that, thinking that it's their job or misconstruing their job from being able to help like give us the language and help us to make sense of what is happening you know what we're feeling you know which is basically emotional regulation they misconstrue that and they twist and turn it because they think that it's their job to tell us how they would like us to display our emotions (laughs) and how they would like us to feel You know, like, no, don't feel sad. feel happy because I want you to feel happy. I don't want to deal with your sadness right now. Sorry. (laughs) And this goes beyond like, you know, like a child fell, like, you know, a little, a little pat pat on the floor, but you know, they're not really hurt. It's just the shock and telling them like, oh, you're okay. Blah, blah, blah. You know, it goes way past that. And so an inner child, it basically is our emotional self and it houses the true part of us, 
Because when you think about it, emotions, our emotions are very individual. It's an individual experience because some people may be more prone to fear and some people may be more prone to like independence and that's okay. You know, not really comparing, but just putting them against each other because, you know, they're different. And for a lot of us, we experience emotions differently. We experience emotions individually, you know, and it tells us, it can tell us a lot about our personality. If we're, you know, less prone to take certain initiatives than others. And like I said, when it comes to helping us learn how to come up with a language that accurately communicates our inner world to help us make sense of it and bring it to the outer world, our parents and the adults around us get us get it misconstrued and assume that it's their job to teach us how they would like us to communicate, how they would prefer and fitting that preference to their own need and understanding you know if they don't really understand why you're a certain way it's up to them to like understand to try it's not up to them to try and just change your emotions to what they would want it to be at that particular moment and a lot of us are so used to it. You know, it's that that's just life to us. But when we examine childhood, that's when we can uncover, you know, the imp- inappropriate per, um, parenting tactics and just how intricate they get, you know? Things that we never really thought to think about. And so in this period of our parents getting it misconstrued that, you know, we should express how they would want us to express, it can look like always toning down the child to their preferred level of emotionality. I don't even know if that's a word, but if it's not, it is one now, child, Webster, Oxford, call me, child. (laughs) It looks like always toning down the child's excitement and display of joy and happiness to their preferred level. Always being there to police and fix and change the way that the child displays sadness and anger, especially when it comes to displayed sadness and anger toward the parent. Because a lot of them can't handle that guilt. And even though it comes out in anger and in aggression, it all just boils down to emotions. And that's a big thing with parents. A lot of us as children, we don't know how to really view them as human. You know? And we won't really know how to have like an empathetic emotional relationship. We view them as superhuman. We view them for a lot of us as our villains, as monsters, you know? And so 
when emotion is taken out of the relationship, unfortunately, that's what happens. But it's only when we grow up, when we learn emotions, when we learn to regulate our own emotions, we learn about our emotional selves and our emotional bodies and how our emotions stack up within us. We then come to learn just how emotional our parents were. How anxious a lot of them were, even if they don't want to admit it or not. How embarrassed, easily embarrassed a lot of them were. By by our own like extrovertedness. And that's probably why they wanted us to tone down so much. You know? But yeah, that's a that's another episode, child. <laughs> I'm gonna have to write that one down because it's re- it's real interesting, child. Let me tell you. But anyways, um, in this stage, when we're taught communication by our parents, we're also indirectly taught emotions by our parents. They teach us what is approvable and what is not. What's acceptable and what is not. What's good and what is not. You know, what type of emotional behaviors will get you in trouble, punished, and worst of all, disconnected from? Because as humans, we're emotional creatures. I mean, that as well, but we're um, social creatures, Meaning, we um, need each other. You know, there's a reason why we like to go out, just to go out, just to be around people. There's a reason why too much isolation does um, attacks on our mental health and our physical health. You know? And so, being disconnected from... You don't want to do it. (laughs) Like, you don't want it to happen, especially as a child. Because we're so vulnerable at this time. We're so raw. (laughs) We want to connect. And we want to connect with our family. We want to connect with our parents. You know, the people that birthed us, literally, brought us into this world. And so, we'll naturally sway into anything that will help us stay connected. And it's in this teaching... That we learn to either disconnect from ourselves or get in trouble, you know, or be punished or be um, disconnected from whether it be one person in the family or whether it be from the whole family unit, be disconnected from. Yeah, that's called a black sheep. If you're not familiar with it, look it up. And if you resonate with it, I am so sorry. (laughs) It's definitely not the fun place to be. And so we learn, but are, you know, truthfully forced. Because if you're threatening someone to do something or be a certain way, that's clearly forcing them, you know. We're being forced into disconnecting from our core self. To exist comfortably in this outer world. That's why this work is so important. Because like, if we don't do it, if we don't look back, if we don't reflect, we will not know this stuff. And we will go around in the world unconscious. 
unconsciously doing things, not knowing why we keep landing in the same situations, dating the same people in different bodies, you know? Yeah. And so the outer world and what it wants becomes our priority rather than ourselves, rather than our own emotions, And the outer world and what we need to do to survive in it, to try and get our needs met, becomes more important. And mostly our parents just make us exist in their sense of reality, which is based on society's sense of reality, you know? And we have to attune to how both of these this per- these people and society because a lot of our parents get you know their feelings and what is right from society so from these people and like this whole entity that is society we have to attune to how they want us to handle emotions based on their fears you know based on their preferences but which are driven by their fears which A lot of them are unconscious. And so we're unconsciously existing in other people's reality. And a reality based on unconscious fear. It's a whole lot of, (laughs) it's a whole lot of disassociation. (laughs) That was so corny. Oh my gosh, if you just got mad at me, I'm so sorry. I got mad at myself when I did that too. I thought it would fit, but y'all, it did not. (laughs) But yeah, that's why this work is so important because we are unknowingly existing in not even another person's, not even another two people's, but a whole heap of people's reality. Isn't that crazy? You know? And it's up to us to get back to ourselves, our core self, and our imaginative selves to curate our reality again. Because we once did have it. You know? We once did. And we can get back. But, yeah. They want us to attune to how they handle emotions, which is like they really don't. Most of them are just avoidant. So it's like they take away through different parental um, um, tactics. Um, Yeah, tactics. No, that's not the word. Different parental um, practices, I guess. They take away our, like, ability to express ourselves, ability to express our emotions, express our fear, you know? But then they're so avoidant of emotions, they don't even deal with them. So it's like you take it away and don't even give a, you know, like you just leave us out high and dry. That's not fair. But it's also dangerous because if you take away our ability to express anger, like anger, sadness, the quote unquote negative emotions, there are ability to like there are bodies way of telling us something of communicating with us. 
telling us don't be around this person because they're gonna make you cry and that's bad telling us don't be around this person because they make you mad and that's bad not only that it's annoying and it you know it may put them in danger because child they may be cruising for bruising (laughs) but it also tells like it can get us out of dangerous situations and when that autonomy is taken away from us that sense of discernment we may stay in situations that may potentially bring us danger emotional danger and physical danger with people that may be dangerous to our spirit to our core self you know like that's that's totally not fair and so um yeah let's get back on track child so the outer world um i said this already we over prioritize the outer world to a point where it becomes second nature it feels right to prioritize you know other people and what other people need and what others want you know how they want things their personalities we may even discard our own personality and our own selves speaking from experience in order to be like them you know be what they need be them you know as a way to you know like be what they need and it's it's real trippy yo when you really sit in and think about it it is very trippy but yeah how they would prefer things to be done and how they would prefer us to act and it feels wrong and selfish to rain all of that energy that you're putting out to please other people back in and prioritize what we want the things that we prefer and we like how we would prefer things to be how we would prefer to be handled how we would prefer other people to treat us you know and so best believe everyone else undergoes this too and so when you come to a point where you would rather prioritize yourself best believe people will bring on a guilt trip and child (laughs) and as i've been mentioning Not only does our core self get thrown to the back burner, but so does our emotional body. And so, because of this, stay with me now. Your emotional body is stuck in time. (laughs) I just flipped the mic by accident, but we're, we're still here. But your emotional self is stuck in time. Right at the time when you learn to shift your focus from you to other people. And so those ages are really early. We were six, seven, eight, nine years old. Not only like the first time we were taught this, but the main time it was really driven into us where we were told we were selfish. We were told we were stubborn and hardheaded, you know, for not shifting our focus to how other people, our parents, preferred us to be. And so this is why 
my infamous line. This is why inner child healing is so important. Because a lot of us, a lot of us don't really know ourselves emotionally. And since, you know, our emotional body is a big part of not only our inner child, but us. Well, our emotional body is a big part of our inner child and our inner child is a big part of us. It's our core self. Not knowing yourself emotionally means you you don't know yourself. You don't know your core self anymore. We are so disconnected. And so when we try to understand why we may be feeling away or still feeling away, why these emotions won't go away or why we may logically know that something is not that serious or not what it seems, but emotionally we are still deeply affected and feeling these irrational feelings. That's because we're so disconnected from both of these states of ourselves. We had our growth stunted. Our inner child and emotional self does not understand our 20-year-old logic. And I say that because I'm in my 20s. I'm 25. 25. But it doesn't understand our present-day logic. You know, our eight-year-old self does not understand our present day logic, our present age logic. And so when you try to logic your way out of it, number one, you can't because we're feelers firsthand. But when you try to explain something to an eight-year-old that only an adult would really get, you'll stop every time. Pair that with not feeling first. Yeah, those emotions going to stay within you. Because your inner child doesn't understand. It understands feeling first. You got to feel those emotions first. And because we're so disconnected, something ain't clicking. So yes, it is our eight-year-old self, our inner child that is feeling all of these feelings firsthand still because our growth is stunted. So these emotions that you're going through in the present, our eight-year-old self is still feeling it because of the stunting. And think about the fact that we have multiple inner children because we had our emotional growth stunted at different ages of our lives. So we have an eight-year-old, we have a six-year-old, an eight-year-old, a 14-year-old, an 11-year-old, a 15-year-old, and a 17-year-old within us. And we have to learn not... Well, different triggers and stuff, you know, amount to or are specific to each age. But we ultimately have to really just make our the first one understand it so everyone else can. Because emotionally, we're still that eight-year-old trying to understand all of these big feelings. And trying to bring it to the outer world with communication. But we can't do that unless we feel first. We're still trying to find a way to communicate that. We need proper explaining for them to understand what's going on. And so that we can feel it and process it and come to a full person understanding. So that all of our inner children, as well as us in the present, know what's going on. 
And inner child is the you that's experiencing all of this hurt that's enacted on older adult you. Or just enacted on older you. Because it's older you that's experiencing it. But it's the inner child that's feeling it. And so when it comes to honoring your emotions... You have to do that in order to get to your inner child and make them feel safe with expressing their emotions to you. And we have to override that programming that our parents put into us that told us to prioritize their reaction over our feeling our own emotions. You know, we got to... um, Get back to feeling that fear that we feel now and expressing it rather than feeling so self-conscious about expressing it because we don't know how the other person will um, react to it. Because this is something I realized about myself. Girl, I was a scared little child. (laughs) I was very scared and I was very anxious. And that only grew when I became older and I was not expressing just how scared I was, especially since I did not know. So when it comes to honoring your emotions and just acknowledging at first that something is there and not trying to just override it, you know, that's how you connect with and form an, a, a relationship, an emotional relationship with yourself and your inner child. By first taking that step to acknowledge your emotions so that eventually you can act on them. Because unfortunately, that's what a lot of our parents did. They took away our autonomy by taking away our ability Through force and aggression and punishment, utilizing fear and some shame to express ourselves emotionally and be able to act on what we feel. You know, because our feelings, that's what holds your intuition. You know, that's what holds your own sense of discernment. You know, that's specific to you. And so when you feel like you're in danger in some point or in some sense, and your body is trying to tell you through sadness, through a feeling, through anger, through fear, you need to be able to express that without um, worrying without any blockages, worrying about how people are going to perceive you after that. Because honestly, it don't matter. You know, when it comes to our fear and in honoring that realization, that's how you are able to connect back with yourself. You know, that's how you can step into your power and your autonomy Because nobody's there to police you anymore. Nobody's there to tell you how they would prefer you to act anymore. How they would prefer you to feel anymore. Nobody's there to disconnect you anymore. 
you know all there is is just you nobody can come between you and you anymore come on somebody and so it's you that's feeling all the pain it's your smaller you that's feeling all the pain all this confusion added anxiety and danger and fear because they just cannot understand these complex as adult emotions because let's be real adult situations they be mad complicated and it be complicated because a lot of us are not taught emotional intelligence and due to the fact that like a lot of us are half loved a lot of us are conditionally loved a lot of us are loved only if we can follow directions and be what our our parents prefer us to be that's the only type of love we know situational love and so we come up to have complex and be in complex situations as adults that our inner child do not understand they don't understand half love that's why it was so confusing but they rely on it because it's familiar but they don't understand it and in coming to connecting back with yourself you can get out of all of them situationships out of all of those weird friendships that you don't really know what's going on y'all are just there frenemies and all of that they don't understand that they only understand safety or danger and because you're keeping yourself in this weird space in the middle that's actually like a sense of danger but is more so confusion your inner child probably don't trust you and my last point to make them trust you and to form that relationship again you need to acknowledge your emotions and not override them anymore override the programming of what you were taught rather disconnect from that don't disconnect from you period and we'll end on that note Thank y'all so much for watching, for listening. Um, thank you for adding to, you know, my 13 plays, 14, 15, and, and what have you. Um, yeah, I really appreciate y'all listening to this little girl that was told to shut up <laughs> multiple times at one point in her life. Thank you so much for listening to my words, taking them for truth, taking them for some sort of truth to you and, uh, you know, sharing them with yourself, with your inner child, with the people around you. And, um, you know, just being here and being my co-host. <laughs> um, yeah. Thank y'all so much for watching. Thank you for sharing. Be sure to tag me in any of my content that you share. Thank you very much in advance. And I will see y'all and y'all will hear me in the next one. Bye.